Hello and welcome to this episode of The Book Alchemist, which features double best-selling author, biohacker and wellness expert, Davinia Taylor. We talk all things health and well-being and the power of brilliant reading material. Congratulations on having two best-selling books. How does that feel? Well, it's kind of a relief because you think not a one-hit wonder, but me being the <laughs> adrenaline junkie that I am, I'm like, oh my God, I've got to get number three. No, to be to be fair, it's really nice to know that my books are, because they're not war and peace, they're not literary genius uh, at all, and they're just, they've just been really well accepted, and there's not been any backlash, really, from the highbrow professors and, you know, the usual NHS doctors, because for me, I think it's just common sense, and it's just reaffirming what we all seem to be going back to, which is basically getting out of the way of big food, you know, and uh, sort of going, hang on, I don't think I'm vibing with this because my mental health is plummeting. Thanks, guys. So, yeah, it's, it's basically, it's kind of explaining what's, what we already know mm-hmm. and just reaffirming what our great-grandparents instinctively did and what we've been taught to believe wasn't true. But we'll go into detail about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really happy, actually. And it's proof that um, that the people do want to change and they are sick, of, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Absolutely. And I think that's what I've really noticed is that, yes, you've had two number one bestsellers, but there's such a passion for your book and there's such a thirst for knowledge that you share on your Instagram feed. When you first were approached about it's not a diet, how did you feel about that? Like, were you intimidated? Did you think, gosh, I don't know enough to write a book? Like, how did it all evolve? Okay, so um, I didn't want to go on Instagram because I've been in uh, I've been in the press since I was in uh, Hollyoaks, so that's from the age of 17. I'm 45 now. And to be honest, it's not been a very nice experience. I've always been um, criticised or hated on. I mean, they were the original trolls, the news mm-hmm. of the world and, you know, all, all the red tops. Um, and, I mean, it, it just, it was what it was. You just had to, if you were going to, if you were going to be uh, in the creative arts, you just had to be, um, well, hated, really. Yeah. And it just went, went with the mm-hmm. with the territory. So, I didn't really want to put myself out there because I thought there was a very... I mean, whenever I was in, say, the Mail Online, you can't help but go into the comments and you just see all sorts of really nasty comments. But having said that, no one's a bigger critic than me (laughs) to myself. So when I read all these things, I went, oh, right, you you think you're being cutting. You want to hear what I've said to myself over the past 45 years, mate. You can't come close to the torture I put myself through. But um, yeah, I didn't want to do it. So it's self-preservation because um, I am sensitive. Um, I am um, an alcoholic, actually. And notoriously, people with addictive personalities do have higher sensitivity, emotional sensitivity. It's just a known thing. So you, it does cook deeper. We're not as quite resilient, particularly with uh, mm-hmm. comments. And um, so I thought, no, no, I'm not doing that. But one of the mums um, at school, she'd watched me go from someone who was very sluggish, uh, as in, oh, God, I've got to get the kids to school and the usual, and, and being very sort of bloated, mm-hmm. uh, infl- uh, overweight, but ve- very inflamed. So like my engagement ring wasn't on because that was tight and uh, you know swollen feet swollen knees and joints and just like just very I think the only description is yeah yeah flump sort uh-huh, of feeling. like no vibe no energy no spark yeah but really like wading through uh, sludge is how mm-hmm. I felt 
And that's how my brain was as well. And it was always looking for the next fix, be it uh, the next snack, really, because I'd given up alcohol for like 10 years by mm-hmm. then. So, But then I started um, disappearing before their eyes and I started getting leaner and leaner and my outfits started getting a bit, well, less cape-like. Yeah, and because I, 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 I hated shopping, mm-hmm. I just wore black. Uh, and I could disguise my body really well. And to be honest, I didn't even notice it because I was that like, used to it. It crept up so much over the past like few years that it, and I'd obviously been pregnant so many times. And it was just one of those things. I was ju- I was just like pushing 16, 18 and that, that was it. I was like heading into my late 30s. So that's what happens after you've had four kids, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, of course you're tired. You've got four kids. <laughs> but it, it was... It was like, I'd really rather just stay in bed and do the um, get up, um, watch uh, GMTV, followed by Lorraine Kelly, followed by This Morning, followed by Loose Women. And it was a real inconvenience to have to get up and go for a wee, (laughs) empty the dishwasher, feed the baby. It was, you know, I mean, that's not how I am now, but that's exactly what, that's all I could do. Uh But my friend said she just watched me over like the course of like 12 weeks Mm -hmm. suddenly change and like, get sort of like um, cheekbones back, uh, uh, like chest bones, um, my, my start wearing jewellery again. Um, and one thing I always did, though, I always did my nails when I was overweight. That's one thing I do. I always get my nails done because I can control that. Oh, my God, I went through the spectrum. I went through the spectrum. I was like, look at my funky nails. But um, what I didn't do was, like, come out of the black and, you know, and... It was her who said to me, you got to put this... I was explaining to her, I've doing cold, I'm doing cold and warm exposure. Yeah. I have cut veg oil out. I have um, timed my carbohydrates to later. Um, I am having MCT oil in my coffee every morning, three times a day, at least minimum. I'm, I'm snacking on collagen in water and I'm putting it in my coffee. And she's like, what? Whoa, 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 what? Mm-hmm. Slow down, mm-hmm. slow down. I'm wearing blue blocking glasses. She's like, you need to put this on Instagram. Yeah. And it's because of her I did it. Wow. And then the male picked it up and I... I shit myself. I thought, oh, fuck. Because I put a before and after picture up. Yes. I was yes. sat next to a swimming pool. Yeah, we saw that. Uh, we, we've got a place in Spain that we rent out. So it's our business. So, so you know, we're there all the time doing maintenance. And I was just, I just sit on that step a lot, sat there with the kids because they couldn't swim. And um, Matthew said, God, I've got a picture of you. I've got a picture of you somewhere. And he put it up and he says, look at the difference. Because I, I still beat myself up. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, you know, I can't do this. He goes, look how far you've come mm-hmm. in just a few weeks. And we put the before and after picture up and the mail picked it up. And of course, all the haters came in. Mm-hmm. But a few people went, oh, how'd you do that? And then I start, and then a few people followed me and it went up to like 5,000 people. And then the knock-on effect. And nobody wanted to touch me with a barge pole, a publishing house. Really? Wow. Yeah, they, they weren't interested. So me being me and being a ADHD, think outside the book, I thought, right, I'm going to find a publishing house who said no. I'm going to get one of their new and com- up-and-coming authors and I'm going to interview them. I'm going to see what the book sales do because I know I can sell books wow. because I know this subject. So I got somebody on my, uh, my, my uh, Instagram. I did a live in lockdown and they sold out the books. Amazing. And that made the publisher go, okay, we can talk now. <laughs> and I told you, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not, because it's always, she's an ex-party girl. I gave up bloody alcohol 12 years ago. Yeah. You give me a break about the party girl. You know, I only drank for a few years in my 20s. But is that all you're going to say that I was a party girl? Everyone was a party girl in the yeah, 20s. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. so, um, and even still now, I did an interview with You magazine. 
And she called me a party girl. I said, first of all, I'm 45. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I've not had a drop of alcohol in 15 years. Yeah. Where'd you get that? I know. It's this, oh my this God, lazy journalism. Yeah, it's oh, this need God. to label you, though, isn't it? It's but but like, in a derogatory way. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, you know, and I, could be a, I could quite easily be a party girl now without drinking. Yeah. But, but instead, I've got, yeah. I've got a, you know, I've got four kids. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to. Yeah, it's like, it just, it's that, yeah, but it's also that the connotation that ooh, she's seedy. Yeah, yeah, you no, know, absolutely. But to my mind, you are a wellness pioneer because what you've done is that you have made biohacking, particularly when it comes to hormones and for women, accessible to all. Whether you have the money to invest in, you know lots of different supplements or, um, you know, saunas or, you know, any of the treatments that, that you talk about on your Instagram. And that's why we love you is because you make it so accessible mm -hmm. to all of us. And I was just interested about, about the book because even the title is compelling. It's not a diet. And I think what you do so well is that it's almost like retraining your brain, isn't it? Yeah, because I think what's happened over since, I blame it a lot on a guy called Ansel Keys who's got a cool name, right? Mm -hmm. Ansel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ansel Keys. Anyway, <laughs> he was a scientist who came up with a hypothesis that high-saturated fat foods turn into cholesterol that clog the arteries. This is back in the 60s, late 50s, 60s. And he did a, a study called, I think it was a 22-country study. And they didn't include seven of the top countries that consume fat, like uh, France, Obviously, cheese. Cheese, yeah, yeah. Croissants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't include France and I think the Netherlands. Anyway, therefore, his hypothesis rang true that if you eat high saturated fat, you get heart disease and you die. Anyway, that was debunked because it's based on poor data. But the um, agricultural industry ran mm -hmm. with it and started making polyunsaturated fats. So that's your veg oil. Flora, butter. Uh, yeah, sunflower oil, rapeseed oil. Lock they call pack. it canola yeah, yeah. Uh, in... Um, they call it canola oil in America. We call it rapeseed. And uh, yeah, that became heart healthy. And he actually, Ansel Keys, retracted what he said back in the 90s, but we've never got rid of this saturated fat is the devil. And since we have included this... These types of oils, PUFAs are called, P-U-F-A's, PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids. Since we've included these in our diet, I'd say it's worse than sugar. Wow. It is um, just, I mean, for, right, okay, for example, veg oil. When was the last time you squeezed broccoli and, uh, say, uh, a carrot and got oil out of it? Yeah. The whole connotation is just, it's like greenwashing. Yeah. They, they lie to us. Mm -hmm. It is, just Google how do you make crisp and dry. Just Google it and have a look at the factories that this sludge comes out of, the hexane. And this is what we put in our diet and it's in everything. Mm -hmm. And it's highly addicting. It strips the gut. It, basically, before um, Ansel did this big study, um, it was used as a farmyard detergent. Uh, so to clean farmyard machinery, to get rust off it and stuff. And um, I've said it before on my Instagram, the, uh, the tub of the pink stuff I think it was developed in the 30s. If you look at the ingredient, it's veg oil. So that was around in the 30s to clean rust off outdoor furniture. And that's what they put in. It's a really good ingredient for emulsifying things together, making things creamy, keeping salad dressing, you know, together so they mm -hmm. don't separate. I mean, what the problem is with uh, why we can't just shake olive oil and uh, balsamic, balsamic vinegar, vinegar together, but people like to have it emulsified. Oh, yeah. 
and it's the mouth feel as well. It's very, very, it, it satisfies. It's very, it gets things very crispy. It's a really, well, of course, it's, it's, it's really, it's an industrial oil. Mm -hmm. And it, it got into our food chain um, back in the 60s, phenomenally, and then 70s and 80s when the low fat really kicked off. Um, well, you can, you've seen what's happened. We've got mm -hmm. a, an addiction an addiction to food. Uh, and I think it's these these oils are in these foods that what they do is they you consume them and in our gut, which starts in our mouth, you have got mucus. Right the way down, through all your intestines, you've got mucus. And within that mucus, you've got little uh, sort of hormone receptors that send messages to your brain via the gut-brain axis. Uh, remember, it start, your gut starts in your mouth mm -hmm. where, where the saliva starts. And it sends messages to your brain to say, do you know what? We, I've just detected a load of amino acids that you get amino acids in, say, a, a steak. Um, we've had enough amino acids, therefore we can stop seeking food. We are satisfied. Now you have this veg oil and what it does, it strips the gut of the mucus. So the hormone receptors or signaling receptors retract to protect themselves. And so the brain never gets a message that you've eaten. Okay. So, of course, it's constantly seeking subconsciously. Mm -hmm. I need more amino acids. Give me more food. So there's the addictive property. Not only is it really good at making things mold together, stick together, you can bake it at high temperatures, make it crunch. The mouth feels unbelievable. It actually hijacks your brain, your chemistry and your brain. So I was really surprised at that. There is an incredible doctor called Dr. Kate Shanahan. She's over in the USA. She wrote one of the best books I've ever read called Deep Nutrition. It blew my mind. Yeah. And that's where I started going, oh my God, of course I couldn't stop eating. I'm a junkie <laughs> for junk food. Yeah. And it's completely accepted to be in our food chain because it works great for the agricultural industry. Not only are they selling us grains, which of course convert into, you, as soon as you consume a grain, by the way, saliva mixes with it, it turns to glucose. So when people say, oh yeah, we've got carbohydrates, yeah, just call it sugar, because mm -hmm. that's what it is. It converts mm -hmm. to glucose, mm -hmm. which is great. I have sugar at night, which sounds counterintuitive, mm -hmm. but it turns, that sugar turns into an energy which peaks and then it comes back down. So you get your carb coma. So I have sourdough at night or uh, sourdough on uh, cheese on sourdough on toast. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Roast potatoes, everything. I have that at night because I have a carb coma and I go to sleep. During the day, I just have fat as a fuel. Good fat, which is coconut oil, particularly uh, MCT oil, which is a medium chain triglyceride from the coconut, which you mix into your coffee. That emulsifies and you get cappuccino. My God, it hits your liver, hits your brain. You've got, it converts into ketones, not sugar as energy. So your brain has ketones. You might have heard of the ketogenic diet, yep. which is a fat fueled diet. And boy, does your brain thrive on ketones. Actually, it's quite interesting. Um, I was like, because there's a lot of talk of intermittent fasting and things mm. like this. And I was saying from an evolutionary point of view, because I always roll it back to why. Why is the body doing this? So from an ev evolutionary point of view, why would somebody feel more energy in a fasted state? Because we always say, oh, you know, you got to eat for, to keep your energy up, which is what we all do. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm knackered. Let's yeah, have yeah. a let's have a, 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 Chocolate a Kit biscuit. Kat. Let's, yeah. yeah, let's do that. No, because that actually makes you, first of all, you're going to start digesting it and it's got to go through your liver. So that takes blood away from your brain. So you're digesting and resting at the same time. So your brain takes away the energy. So that doesn't work. And we all know that because mm -hmm. after lunch at work, you're knackered. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so everyone goes out for a cigarette and a coffee. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. madness. But so I was, I was trying to understand why people feel more energy in a fasted state. What it is, ancient man became sharper when they were in a fasted state because the body goes, okay, 
we're going to starve. We need to elevate our cognition Mm -hmm. and start thinking really sharp and go find ourselves some food before the shit hit. There's a family all starve (laughs) and the tribe back home die. So that is where ketones come in. So if you are in a fasted state, your body won't suddenly die because it's got no access to sugar. Mm. It uses this energy source called ketones, which the brain loves because it makes you think faster. The brain, remember, is made up of fat and cholesterol and electricity. Mm-hmm. So what all you need to survive during the day is what I have, which is um, MCT oil. It, it actually makes me a bit starry-eyed. It makes me a bit like buzz. <laughs> it gives me a buzz because I have a super <laughs> strong one. Uh, and some minerals, so mm-hmm. uh, electrolytes. And it creates an electrical current in your brain. So you're, you are hyper-focused. And I can do that now from someone who's really distracted and looking around for Kit Kats or mm. a, the fifth bowl of Weetabix <laughs> um, and couldn't do anything without... Because I couldn't even focus on paying the bills because I was too busy thinking about where my next snack was mm. subconsciously. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I was distracted. I was just gormless. I mean, so now that's what I do. So I start my day with... a. People think, what? Yeah. Fat? Yeah, yeah. But just because the <laughs> word fat, it's just because uh-huh. the word fat on your body is spelt the same as the word fat I put in my coffee doesn't mean it's going to be the same stuff. It's mm-hmm. completely lazy science. Yeah, yeah. It's just spelt the same. Yeah. It's uh-huh. not the same thing at all. Yeah. So that was hard for me to get over, but I've never been leaner. Mm-hmm. I've never been more acutely able to focus. Mm-hmm. I've never been more fit. I mean, I'm 45 and I can just run a marathon if I need yeah. to. Not that I need to, <laughs> but I can do if I yeah, want yeah. to. I've yeah. got that. I've got that endurance in me. When I couldn't walk up the stairs without having to sit down, really, I'd sit at the top of the stairs and go, "Fuck's sake, Matthew, yeah, yeah. help me here." You know, really naughty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that has changed. It's completely. amazing, amazing to hear you talk about the transformation, and you are so incredibly well read. Have you always been into reading? No. Is this a no. new thing? Um, I, I love a book, like like dig, uh, digging into a fiction, but anything that wasn't, um, I mean, I, I've got a real, ever since I was a kid, I've loved Terry Pratchett books. Oh, yeah. I'm a real sort of like, get me out of this world, yes. sort of like a real escapist. I've never been a reader. Okay. Very, very. I find it very tricky to sit down and and snuggle up in a book. I have to be hyper distracted because just because I'm I'm seeking dopamine all the time. Yeah. But what with I have this thing with these science books mm-hmm. that I couldn't do at school. Right. I I didn't have the interest. I didn't have the dopamine for it. I didn't mm-hmm. have that hormone, and now I do because I am so interested in elevating my own thinking, my own fitness, increasing my longevity. I want to live to 120, but really well. Yeah. Look great, feel mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. have a laugh, mm-hmm. run around. You know, I, I want to, I mean, my kids are like, oh my God, will you just cough? Unless <laughs> you've been around for too long now, you're driving me mad. Are you still trying to shove MCT down my throat? Uh, but I, I think it's totally possible to do that. And mm-hmm. I think the science is there. We just, ha- we just let, things get in the way like our lifestyle yeah yeah I really do think so so how are you so well informed like because I've heard you speak I follow you on Instagram you know I hugely in admiration of of everything that you do and you talk so knowledgeably about all these subjects do you listen to podcasts yeah is is that because you obviously interview lots of people on your own Instagram feed so is that how you digest information is it through audio for me it's 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 a lot of audio I um 
I really enjoy listening to audiobooks, say, in a sauna. I've got a local gym that's got a sauna, so I'll go in there and I'll listen to 40 minutes. And actually, the strange thing about a sauna is um, the sauna releases hormones in you that make you speak the truth. Wow. I know. And I used to go to a sauna in London and people would start talking. And it's really interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, it's really interesting that people wow. start sharing. So you'll see a lot of people who are like in the biohacking space do interviews in saunas, podcasts yeah. in saunas. And it's almost like, you know, when you have a few glasses of wine, you overshare. <laughs> yeah. It releases that. Right. I think there's a lot to do with like, there's a bit of oxytocin there, like a mm -hmm. trust, a sharing between people mm -hmm. in, a, mm -hmm. in an uncomfortable situation, like a ship going down. It's that sort of camaraderie within that high stress situation. The heart rate goes up. Survival hormones are pumping out, and that's when you start sharing, and you have a common goal to get to the bottom of that uh, the, the the timer, and yeah, you you instantly bond with people, sauna dudes, sauna friends. That's it's amazing. really fabulous. I love that. So yeah, so I'm, actually, when I'm in a sauna with other people, I generally chat a lot, um, and but otherwise, I, I'll listen to podcasts. Then um, great when I'm driving. Love it. I do a lot of driving now. I moved out of London. So I um, I live in Lancashire. So we do a lot of bloody driving because it's mm -hmm. like we're in the sticks. Um, so yeah, that's when, I, that's when I really enjoy it. Huberman, Andrew Huberman. Oh my God, he's such a I dish. Mean, he looks he's, great. I mean, he, yeah, he, he is, is a dish. He's, he is a, he's <laughs> he's a also, dish. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's like, I'm not a doctor. I'm a professor. I profess things. And he talks about his dog who's passed away called Costello. And you're just like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's like really handsome as well. And like mm -hmm. everyone goes, oh my God, yes. who's this Andrew Huberman? I said, I know, imagine if your science teacher looked like him. He'd actually turn <laughs> up on time instead of coming in 20 minutes like, where the hell have you been, toilet miss? You know, so um, he's fabulous. But of course, you've got all the big biohackers like Dave Asprey and stuff, who I've interviewed actually, and he's uh, he's got Asperger's, so he's managed to harness that as a spectrum. Uh, thinking and really hyper-focused. He goes deep into the science and mm -hmm. he really translates it very well. Some people find him a bit annoying, but I think that could be this like Asperger's coming out and making him a little less friendly. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's great. I mean, the, I, I love the whole biohacking community because it encompasses everyone's neurodiversity mm -hmm. and you sort of like really think outside the box. And it's a mixture of high-tech and ancient nutrition and ancient ways of thinking. So using hot and cold as ancient man would Plus, whacking an NAD IV down your bloody uh, vein to stop you being addicted to X, Y, and Z. I mean, the technology's there and the crossover's phenomenal. Yeah. It's like living in Star Trek, which yes. I love, you know? And I think I think that's a really good point. It's almost like when two worlds collide and you get the best of both, yeah. don't you? Yeah, and I, w I wish I wish our, our, our medics had, had like, look at how man evolved and say, you know what, there's something in this instead of, no, no. We've got evidence based. I'm like, come on, that mm. evidence isn't based on me. You've just taken a cohort of like 50 guys in Chicago and then mm. I, you're going to say that that's applicable to me. Mm. New, normally students they use actually, these big farmers. They use students or homeless people and pay them to be on their trials. That's got nothing to do with this mother yeah. of four from Lancashire here. It's got nothing yeah. to do with me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very nuanced. I'm very yeah. much N of one experiment. I do what I think instinctively now. Yeah. And I know if something's going to yeah. be a little bit too intense for me, so I'll swear it yeah. or I'll lead into it. <laughs> you're so very well informed though because you're able to ask really good questions. And I think that's obviously coming from a place of knowledge. So you've you've taken all this information in. So in terms of your sort of favourite, maybe not influencers, that's maybe not the right word, but authors, podcasters, mm. you know, who are your kind of go-to sources for information? One of my favorite guys to interview is a guy called Gary Brecker. 
He owns a company called 10X, which is very, very American. Grant Cardone, the billionaire's funding it. So just park that. Mm -hmm. Just park that whole, <laughs> come on, let's do this capitalism. Let's like, come on, let's like elevate it. I've got a private jet. Like, Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. Just tell me what to take to make me feel fabulous. <laughs> so he's really good to follow on that one. It's very commercial, but he explains it really well. He'll explain your sort of genetic predispositions as to say why you should have methylated B12 as opposed to cyanocobalamin. Um, okay, so um, I've been talking earlier about this today, actually. So a lot of people have B12 shots and it doesn't make a difference. That's probably because the nurse or the practitioner is using cyanocobalamin, which is a form of B12, which is actually made from cyanide, which to some people can, be, you can't, convert it into um, an energizing hormone, uh, sorry, an energizing B vitamin. It's cyanide. It Your liver won't convert it because you have what's known as an MTHFR snip. Um, I'm sounding really sciencey, but <laughs> MTHFR, it looks like an anagram of m m uh, yeah. <laughs> MTHFR. That's the, one of the most studied genes there is. So if, and it's the methylation system is, uh, is to do with billions of things in your body, uh, including your detox pathways. And if you've got a dodgy, like me, methylation system, you cannot convert cyanide into B12. So you need a methylated B12, methylcobalamin. So balamin, it's called methylcobalamin. So when you go to your nurse and she's trying to give you cyanocobalamin for 30 quid, go, hang on, get me methylcobalamin and don't charge me anymore. Don't rip me off because I know how, I know how much that cyanocobalamin's cost from India. It's about a quid. Mm -hmm. So just be careful of that because mm -hmm. there's a lot of hype around there and it's nice to know what's going into your body mm -hmm. and if it's worth your while. So if I'm going to have B12, I will have the methylated cobalamin. Everyone can take the methylated cobalamin, but not many people can, like 50% can't take the um, uh, the cyanocobalamin. And that seems to be the one on the market. Another thing is um, folic acid. Folic acid is a synthetic form of folate and um, Again, myself, I shouldn't have folic acid. It can make you depressed, which funnily enough is in every single um, like Pregnacare. Wow. So, wow. yeah, so I'll, an awful lot of women find that when they stop taking Pregnacare, their postnatal depression lifts because they've not got the folic acid in it. A load of doctors going, yes, well, you know, you need folic acid because it stops neural defects. I'm like, well, what about folate, the actual real folate, which is basically, you know, what we should be taking through vegetables, et cetera. But again, they're all like about evidence-based. Like, but I've had postnatal depression and when I stopped taking folic acid and started taking folate, it lifted. Yeah, well, that's not evidence-based. It said it fucking is for me <laughs> because it's my evidence. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to start taking control of our own um, our, our own um, health and listening to people like Gary Brecker and excuse the Americanisms, but there's one guy who I love. I did a podcast with him called Dr. Ken Berry. He wrote an epic book called Lies My Doctor Told Me. He's a doctor a family physician over in the States, about six foot two, speaks speaks like the Southern sort of drawl. You know, all the <laughs> like Matthew McConaughey. Be, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, but a bit older, but he is great. And he was like, he was pre-diabetic. He was going on statins. He was like uh, just so ill. And he was like giving people medical advice. And he's like, this is wrong. Anyway, he's like a carnival. He only eats meat. Okay. He is lean. He's athletic. And he just blows everyone 
all, all of his all of his um uh, his colleagues he's just like no this is bullshit that is shit you should not eat there that is wrong that is a lie there is no evidence he does all that and you're like oh my god he's gonna get shot by a big farm here but he says it how it is he's fabulous dr ken berry lies my doctor told me brilliant another must read book for anyone who's worried about cholesterol which is absolutely everyone um fantastic scottish guy i think i think it's aberdeen is um a doctor called Dr. Malcolm Kendrick and his book, uh, which I w- is very sarcastic and his tone of voice is so bob on. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, and it's a relief not to read the Americanism, but you can hear his accent right the way through it and the eye roll and there just is that. So he's tough as old boots. So he's called um, Dr. Malcolm Kendrick and he's actually a still practicing doctor and he wrote a book called The Great Cholesterol Con. And the follow-up, which just gives you a bit of insight into his humour, is called The Clot Thickens. Oh, I like it. It's a brilliant book. I mean, it, it, it's deep, so you've got to take a deep breath and, you know, uh, but he makes the journey really incredible. And it's just like the whole statin thing is insane. You know, it literally, cholesterol is a, is a molecule that we actually need for hormone production, hormone manufacture to feel good, mm-hmm. for energy. It actually is uh, neuroprotective. Anyone on a low-fat diet will probably feel depressed. Uh, and, and in fact, in fact, um, the American Heart Association has the, uh, the ASA have their big guidelines, huge book, and that, can, that that's out now. And um, the rest of the world take the lead from these guidelines. And hidden deep in the text is a tiny sort of paragraph that says, dietary cholesterol is no longer a concern, uh, no longer a molecule of concern for overconsumption. However, we've done no press on it. That is in the guidelines. Tiny, tiny, tiny. And they're letting people lose out on butter, mm-hmm. miss out on butter, which is full of bioavailable vitamins and minerals, full-fat dairy. Again, low-fat dairy. So if you have skim milk, you're kidding yourself that you're going to lose weight. No, 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 no. The sugar content has naturally come up. So it's just sugar water. So if you are skimmed and semi-skimmed, it's turned more sugary. So you've got sugar water there wow. without any of the benefits of the good fats. And by the way, I am a huge advocate of raw milk. Mm-hmm. So stick to your local dairies. Go and get raw butter. Go and get raw cheese, unpasteurized. Like I said, France has the lowest heart disease but the highest saturated fat consumption on the planet. And funnily enough, Israel, they have the most PUFA, PUFA consumption of vegetable oil on the planet. And guess who has the highest rate of heart disease? Israel. Wow. I know. But that's that's all in these books I've been talking about. It's all there. Yeah. But we just don't have it on the like on like ITV. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. But you can see where the sponsors are. You can see who sponsors these programs. You can see who sponsors the media. Mm-hmm. I think the Good Food Guidelines is sponsored by Pepsi, McDonald's. I mean, you're like, what? Yeah. There's no one clocked a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. But I know what makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. I know when I've had something that doesn't work for me. Just like alcohol, I know I can't have that because that's going to impede in my mood. And if my mood goes down. It's shit for me family. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm doing it for me, but I'm also but doing also, it for the knock-on effect yeah, yeah. because they, they they watch their mum go for a run every day. Mm. I mean, how many... Th- that would not have happened if I didn't... If I hadn't seen... It was actually Matthew clocked Dave Asprey because I didn't right. drink coffee because apparently it's bad for you and it okay. gives you cellulite. 
Oh my God, it's got the best polyphenols in the world. If you have single source uh, high altitude coffee, it's one of the best superfoods there is. Huge antioxidants. And by the way, just to give you a little insight. um, So if you have coffee that gives you anxiety, nine times out of 10, it's the mold on it. So if I go to Starbucks, Mm. they use beans that aren't organic. I get that jittery anxiety feeling. That's the mold. If I go to Pret-a-Manger... I don't get it. They use organic oh, beans. Organic. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Same high street, yeah, yeah. similar price, flipping heck. I have a different turn of events. So, I mean, anyone who gets the jitters from caffeine as well, you, I, I get it. If I have too much caffeine, I get the jitters. You can buffer that uh, anxiety, that rise in cortisol by taking a brilliant amino acid called L-theanine. It's found in green tea, it's found in black tea, but what it does is it dampens down the jitters and it also will stop insomnia later. So I'm going out tonight, Mm -hmm. so I'm having a coffee now. What is it, about six o'clock or something like that? I've had some L-theanine, which I... Full full disclosure, I sell it on my website, which is <laughs> www.willpowders.com. But you can get it anywhere. Yeah. But it's like an, no one seems to know about mm-hmm. it. And then when I introduce women to it, they're like, oh my God, my rage is gone. My anxiety has gone. I've, you know, I'm off sleeping pills mm-hmm. and it doesn't make you drowsy. It just takes the edge off and it stops the the the, 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 the fear, the fear mongering, mm-hmm. the mind, the the chatter that, oh my God, what's going to happen? I'm late, I'm late. All that, the, the mania just goes yeah. and you crack on with your day like a normal human being. So it stops the insomnia later. So tonight I'll be able to fall asleep, fall asleep. even though I've had a coffee now at six, by 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, I'll have no problem falling asleep because it's buffered it. L-theanine, amino acid, very, very good for you. And it should be the first protocol for anyone with anxiety. And you talk about all of this in your book, Hack Your Hormones, which is also a number one bestseller. Yes! yes. And we love that book. Any plans to write another book? Yep, I'm going to do number three. I mean, I'm talking with my publisher about what we want to do it on. I mean, God, this, I could write it. I could keep writing about all this because mm-hmm. the great thing about this is I'm not constrained by being a doctor. So I'd have been struck off by being a doctor <laughs> by now. So that's that. I'm like, okay, whatever. Take my license off me. I'm just a mum mm-hmm. who was very overweight, very depressed. Well, very underwhelmed, I think mm-hmm. the word is. Yeah. I wasn't depressed because... I, I was put on antidepressants, but I wasn't depressed. I was just hormone depleted and my fuel was all wrong. So I was underwhelmed with life. I was very meh. It's called adhedonia. That's what Is the that anti- what it's called? Yeah, adhedonia. When you're indifferent, you just I meh. totally relate to that. I have peaks and troughs. Mm, it's crap, in it? Yeah, it's, it's horrible good. not knowing how you're going to wake up. I know. And normally nine times out of ten, it's like effort. I bounce out of bed. I bounce mm-hmm. out of bed. I'm yeah. hyper annoying for Matthew. He's <laughs> like, shut up. I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it, it does calm down a little bit when I get to about 11, I, I level out. But I know how to hack around my hormones. I know how to uh, make myself go to sleep. I know how to wake myself, wake up. I know how to get myself out of a crisis, i.e. like panic. Mm-hmm. I know how to do all that for me now. And I put it all in my books. And I think it's, uh, it's a non-negotiable for 21st century living because you've got to know how to do this. Otherwise, shit can hit the fan and things can get really dark thank you for being amazing thank you for having me and saying that (laughs) but also thank you for writing these brilliant books and can't wait for the third one have you got a theme for the third one well like I said I want to live till I'm 120 so I'm working on like yeah 
immortality. <laughs> but like really good looking, really healthy, yeah. really positive immortality. Glamorous and gorgeous. Not just like this horrible ogre. Yeah. Who <laughs> just will not die. Yeah, not, not that sort of immortality. Brilliant. Davinia, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take 30 seconds to rate, review and subscribe. It really helps. New episodes drop every Thursday. Thanks so much for listening.